Hello and welcome. Hey guys. To episode 137 of the Sit Down Podcast. Yeah, we're coming up on three years, bro. Yeah. I'm wow. looking forward to it. Where Are we going to do anything special? Like Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Like a base off? No, just kidding. Oh, man. Maybe. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us again this week, you guys. Um, we have the pleasure of a band out of Regina. Not the Hour Hand. I know we talk about them a lot. <laughs> no, these guys are called the Deaf Idols. Um, and, and shout out to Betty Jo, because she told me to get this band on the show. Aha. Uh-huh. So Interesting. Yeah. Did you line this one up or did I? I, did. I honestly don't remember. I actually I ran into Angus at the exchange one night. I don't remember what show was going on there. And that's where I got that's where I first met this guy was in the bathroom at the exchange. Um we <laughs> okay. we yeah, well you know as you're washing your hands and stuff and we were just mm-hmm. having fun. It was mm-hmm. a good concert we were at. And then that's in how the, I found in out in the bathroom. Dude, I meet so many people in the bathroom. It's crazy. <laughs> um yeah, and then we started talking. He was telling me he was in a band, and at that point in time, this was quite a while ago. It was, if I remember correctly, they were on like hiatus, or there was something happening. They weren't playing. Um, I will get into it in the episode here, um, because I don't really remember what the hell was said. It was so. Long I was ago. I was chatting with Betty Joe, <clears throat> Betty Joe Buck. Shout out again. Um, we were talking about bands around Regina. And um, this is actually one of Diedrich's favorite bands, probably up there with the Hour Hand. Dude, have you like? Did you listen yeah. to these guys? Yeah. Okay. First thought. Or if you were to compare them to somebody, who would be the first go-to comparison you would go to? Okay, so that's a hard question. It to is because each song is a little different, and their latest album is so much different from their previous album. So, which one's the latest album? Uh, what's it called? Um, Sanctuary? No, that's not it. Uh, fuck. I know. I listened to so many songs. It's with today. an S. I don't remember. I I was listening one. I don't. It remember has four the... songs on it. Yeah. Okay. That's and is the, it kind of like? Yeah. Yeah. There's like nice imagery on it. Yes. Okay. Um, what's one of the names of the song? Is it with like leaving Arizona? You, you keep asking me this, and I. I listen to the music. I don't look at the title. The okay, titles. but if you listen to the words, they say the name of the song in the in the song. Sure. Uh, leaving Arizona. Does that ring a bell? Anyways, whatever album has "Leaving Arizona" on it, dude. I um, my immediate thought on that was like early Metallica, like early, like when they first started, like like, like Garage Days, like the first two albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, was my impression. One song, uh, well, we'll get into it in the show, you guys. These guys are great. Um, you can just hear the freaking talent coming out of this band. So no, <clears throat> it makes sense that this would be one of Diedrich's favorites, like 100%. Well, let's get into it. All right. Thanks, you guys. Enjoy. Have you heard about our new radio station? It's called Funky Moose Radio, where we play alternative and indie rock, sprinkle in some blues and Americana. We feature the music from our guests on this podcast at least once per hour. These songs can be in any genre. We're working on getting the station on every mobile app available, but the easiest way to listen is at funkymooseradio.ca. You should also become a VIP because we'll be giving away some prizes. Again, check it out at funkymooseradio.ca. Scooch in, boys. We can be friendly. Yeah. I just 
didn't sign up for that. <laughs> it's not in my contract. We've snuggled a time or two. No. And you're listening to one... Holy fuck. <laughs> Deaf Idols and you're... Oh, Jesus! He's Angus Livingstone of the Deaf Idols. And you're listening to episode 137 of the... Sit Down, down podcast. podcast. You got it. <laughs> So he's Angus. Who are you two? <laughs> yeah. I'm Andrew. Hey, I'm I'm Dylan. And you're listening We're to episode so- 137 <laughs> of the Sit Down Podcast. There you go. Ah, I got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Hell yeah, you okay. guys. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, and thank you guys thank for you joining so us nice to tonight. Angus, Absolutely. we've actually met before. I don't yes, know if you remember this. Do you remember this? Was, this? Uh, this was at the Whale and the Wolf show with the Hourhound, right? Is that I I couldn't remember what show it was, but I remember it being in the bathroom at the exchange, absolutely, near the bathroom yeah. or something, right? Fucking yeah. a man. So I don't blame him because he goes to every fucking show that's around the province almost. Oh, dude, they start they they they're starting to well they're past starting to blend together. <laughs> I see oh, a yeah. lot of the same bands over and over again. Like, of course, for, like the hour hand, I've missed one, like I, one show, I think in the last How couple of years, <laughs> I know, right. I know. Um, so shirt. it's, it's always hard to like piece together. Like, Hey, who, the, sure. like, where was that? And who were they playing with? All that kind of shit. Right. Weapons. The I've fact seen that them. you remembered it all is amazing though. Well, like, dude, the fact, like. I have, this is going to sound weird, but I have a lot of conversations in bathrooms and I don't remember half of them. (laughs) So the fact that you remembered, I'm just like, you know what? Bravo, man. You know what? I think it was, was you telling me that you were in a band and that you (laughs) loved the hour hand as well. And it was just like, fuck yeah, this guy's pretty dope. And then I kind of like looked you up. (laughs) I might've started following you then. I don't remember. I don't remember when I started uh, following. I think I think I I connected with you on Instagram. Yeah, maybe something uh, like that, right? And then I yeah. kind of looked you up. But okay, here's I I kind of talked about this before we got you guys in on the show here. Um, at that time, that point in time, I I want to say it was like maybe a year ago, not quite a year ago. But where was the Deaf Idols? Were you guys like on hiatus for a little while, or like was like there was something going on where you guys weren't playing as much, right? And you're kind of uh, back yeah. now. You're back, baby. Let's go. It was 100% due to COVID. Yeah. That's everybody's uh, a lot of lives in terms of like careers and kids and all that kind of changing all at once. So it was almost entirely impossible to get us all in the same room at once. Before uh, this last week, our, our last show was like March 7th, 2020. Yeah. And then everything... Right. <laughs> Shut down. Yeah. yeah, we were feeling good then. We were feeling we were we were playing good. We were all obviously everybody was in everything was normal, you know. Yeah. So we were definitely yeah. planning on keeping things going. And that's what was frustrating about the whole thing was that we were on that path that was really getting somewhere quickly. Yeah, and we were picking up a lot of steam. Then everything got taken away, and we didn't want any return that we did to be lackluster in any way. So right. We just kept on pushing it into the future until we could do something. Like actually big and memorable. Yo, for Fuck sure. Fuck yeah. yeah. 
And then, yeah. so a little birdie told me that the show on September 23rd was a fucking banger and the crowd was hype. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah I, it's actually kind of surprising because we had been gone for so long and uh, obviously close friends and family kind of knew. We, we knew they would show up. Uh, sure. Regardless. But we, we really didn't know what to expect because we'd been gone for so long, you know. So. Right. Yeah. it went. I think it went a lot better than we all thought it would it was good there's a lot of people there i think we definitely broke some fire code regulations oh yeah <laughs> we were we were over capacity it felt like um nice yeah it was it was awesome the room was hyped the crowd was hyped our sound guy was doing wild and crazy stuff uh made us sound more impressive and and hilarious in some ways um <laughs> but like from the back of the room you could hear everything super clean like it was just it's a good room. It was a good room, good crew. I was very nervous uh, of the fact because we played. Uh, it was downtown Regina at the Cure, and it oh, was yeah. free. All the shows at the Cure are always free, so there's nobody watching the door. Is you know, so people can come in, they can check it out, stick around, or they leave. And so I was definitely worried that we're a little like we're not. We're a hard rock band. We're not a metal band, so we are pretty heavy and loud. And I was definitely worried that some people would show up and be like, no, this is like, they're destroying the PA system. Like, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And it actually, it, surprisingly, it's people, I'm sure some people showed up and left, but it was uh, more people It sounded than amazing. Not. It actually yeah. sounded incredible. And from people's just iPhone videos, like, you, you could hear absolutely everything. Yeah. There was a lot of footage that came in the next day, too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you got to watch it right after. It's awesome. Freaking right. How did it, so how did it feel? Were you guys like going into that show after two years? Like, I'm sure you guys jammed together and stuff like that, but sure. going up on stage in front of a crowd, like, can you tell me like what was going on? Is that nerve like, emotionally? Event? Yeah. Yeah. Like nervous and all that kind of stuff. I was like a month ago. I was so nervous. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. Like it wasn't like I was like going to back out because that's not what we do with the death vitals. We play the show, whether we've got broken legs or right. cut off fingers, we'll find a way. Um, yeah. But like a month ago, it was just like, I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to get through the first song. And then, you know, we start rehearsing more and you become familiar with the new material that we wrote and re-familiarize yourself with the stuff that we played two years ago and you've kind of forgotten about it. Um, just getting familiar with it again and kind of, getting comfortable with it by the time the night came uh there were no nerves it was we're just doing this yeah for me for me personally uh myself and garrett who is our rhythm guitar player uh we actually you were there helping like in terms of the promotion because no we didn't like we did everything ourselves right you know making the facebook event and doing all the instagram stuff and making the posters so we got all these posters out and then as soon as we got them out uh, the original band we had played both Doors of Tigers couldn't play. So we were like, crap. So we had to go patch up all the posters and have Legends on it. And then Legends couldn't play because the singer oh, got called. No. Oh, no. And so we were just, that was probably, what, four or five days before the show? Yeah, that, yeah it was like Monday and the show was Friday. Yeah, so we were just like, I forget the posters at this point, but it was just, that that was kind of stressful. Um, I think, uh, yeah, personally, for the, the planning side of, and, trying to run the show, I was extremely stressed out about that because, like I said before, is anybody going to show up other yeah. than our families? 
and our and the dudes that we hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, once we started, it was also kind of weird being in the being on stage, but these guys weren't standing where they do in the jam space. Like we'd only seen each other there for, yeah. you know, two and a half years or something. And so it was like, Andrew, you're on stage right now. What the, what the hell's going on? And then, <laughs> yeah. But once we uh, finished the first song and then uh, there's like a little choke at the end of the song and Angus yelled, we're fucking back, baby. And then we hit a big open note. That was when I got like goosebumps and I was like, it's all good. Let's go. We're crushing this place. Let's, let's, let's fly. Uh, Yeah, it was great. And like you're saying, for the last two and a half years, the only time that we've heard each other was in jams in the basement, all just like facing each other toward the center. So terrible sounding room. Oh, awful sounding rehearsal room. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, to be all like facing a big crowd that's really, really digging it through a super powerful PA system, like, Man, you hit that great big chord, and it's just the biggest feeling in the world. Holy oh, I could imagine. All about I can only imagine. Sweet. Yeah. Have Sweet. you guys Sweet. had? Uh, have you guys had Jason from Legends on? Not yet. Uh, not yet. No. <laughs> we should. We should. Uh, we should send you a link to his account. He's Jason's a fascinating dude. Literally a legend. Literally a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like one of the best singers in this city. Fuck! I'll even go so far as in the in the province probably he's fantastic dude. hell yeah no okay. i'll definitely yeah. check yeah. it out for sure absolutely um, man how okay how long have you guys been together like how long has the uh, deaf idols been a thing oh, so i was 2017 2017, was when, 2017 was when we definitely got started but we the the beginnings of it go back to i think october 2016 potentially uh, there's when, when uh, was doing that halloween show and you guys did Jesus of Suburbia. With you, okay, yeah. so yeah, it started. I had a different band uh, myself, and the other two guys that aren't here, Mike and Garrett. We had a uh, a prog band that we started in high school called Majetic, um, and that was kind of our break into the local scene. We played a ton of shows, and these two were in pretty much every other band that was on the <laughs> scene at the time: uh, Brain Dead Romeo, uh, Port Noise, and then you guys had uh, what was the two? Uh, we were doing Voodoo Hounds. Voodoo Hounds. Yeah. So Majetic played with all of those bands at one point, and then we all got close and just kind of, you know, over beers after the show, dude, we got a yeah. jam, let's play, you know, let's do, so we, yeah, we collaborated on a couple covers over some shows, and then it, yeah, it just kind of came about, we were like, come on over and jam, so they, the Deaf Idols originally started as a six-piece, there was two vocalists, the vocalist for Majetic was doing some auxiliary percussion and stuff, and it was really cool. And then once we really started firing on that, uh, we found more comfort in just the five piece. Uh-huh. Um, and Majetic stopped playing, so that that kind of all happened. And uh, yeah, there, like there's, I think we've been pretty steady on playing locally here and, and trying to release music and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was um, definitely one of those things where we were kind of all admiring each other's work from afar. And uh, for a good five years, probably. Yeah, and- because I think we first played together, like, what, shows in 2012, 13, something like that? Yeah, 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 20, late 2012. Well, yeah. shit, shit, man, I got to tell you, the amount of talent that's coming out of your guys' band is just fucking crazy, man. You guys are oh, thank solid. Thank you guys so much. Solid, thank you. man. Yeah, it's a, it sounds well-rounded, like you've done this before. Yeah, it you sounds know? like that... you guys fucking know what <laughs> yeah. you're doing. Like, it really does. We've all... We've all played in so in so many bands, aside from the ones we mentioned, uh, and and done so many gigs. Andrew and I play uh, in an 
like an orchestra pit band for musical theater in yeah. the city. Oh, uh, hell yeah. You know, I, I have a metal band and I play with the country singer and, and just all this stuff. So we all have all these different outlets, but when we come get into the deaf idols thing, I, our approach to it is we like, we don't want to, we don't have to play a million notes. We don't want to try and show up. We want to write songs that are good that can work in a small club and then maybe could actually still work in a, an arena someday yeah you know, where yeah. you can actually see imagine a bunch of people singing along or I mean, like we do yes. some stuff that is like technically impressive uh but we got there gradually like right whenever we write something whenever we put it together we write like i think as simply as we can and then as time goes on and we get more and more familiar with the material we just start decorating and decorating and just adding more stuff to it so it gets there gradually but Right, yeah, but think, still with it, with the the thought in mind of that we we want it to appeal to a lot of people. Like you can't do a bunch of songs and crazy time signatures and have three different choruses in a tune and expect it to be a pro, uh, relatable for somebody that's listening to the radio at seven thirty in the morning. No. Yeah, exactly. You you can't write a song, put it on a record, and then if you play the same song five years later, but it sounds completely different, people are going to be like. What the hell is this? Is this yeah. the same song? Right, right. for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Once it's yeah. recorded, that's the song. That's, that's been the version. We'll play. We'll mess around live. There's always those live aspects and nuances to the playing, but mm -hmm. yep. everything is everything is there. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do is you that, guys is that uh, rebellion beer? It is rebellion. Yes, I was trying to be very sneaky with that. Cracking those cans. The product placement. I, I work at Rebellion part time, so this is going to be my plug for the business. This is one of our new beers called You're even Bunnyhead. Wearing the Rebellion sweater there you go. Right Here's a plug. <laughs> wearing the sweater. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Yeah, check out the new beer Bunny Hug. It's come a, see a, Dylan at work. Yeah, come Fuck see yeah. me. We'll cut sure. this and clip come and come see us and afterwards. And, sh and shout out to <laughs> Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> hey, shout out to Mark. That guy is the the greatest man on the planet. Uh, yeah. I, I love him. He's an absolute I meant, legend. I mentioned him on uh, on the podcast. Uh, uh, like this must have been a year ago. He's that guy that, you know, he has the he has the mullet and a shaved sides. I kind of remember and you talking about this. He's got a kiss this. sleeve yeah. tattoo, man. Yeah. The, one of the bathrooms in Rebellion is all decked out with kiss posters that were originally on his bedroom walls as a kid. That's nice. hilarious. Huh. Yeah, I love yeah. it. He's a character. Um, it's definitely the most rock the and roll pub around. Yeah. I was gonna ask you about the the recording. Like, do you guys do you guys do all that in house? Like, you record yourselves and like mix it, all that kind of shit. Uh, current the the stuff that's available online or on the streaming services was recorded at our good friend Sean Folk's house. He built a, an amazing studio in his basement, um, and we were actually the first people to record there. So we kind of, it was more of an experiment for all of us. Um, between the two EPs, we did a different pretty much a different guitar tone and drum sound on every song just to kind right. of see what works mess around what we could do, right yeah it was messing around with what his capabilities were and also what our sound was because we also didn't really have a dialed in sound right um, but lately we've been doing uh, we've just been doing in-house demos like kind of pre-production um, we're all we're between the five of us we're capable of doing everything it's all him it's mostly <laughs> just him yeah. just, I am capable of doing everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes no yeah we have the the eight new tunes that we've been working on and we played most of them last friday six i think something like that. we did six of them yeah. yeah we've got eight full ones and then there's a whole bunch of stuff on the back burner that 
we just cost, you know, we took the time, especially during the pandemic, it's like, hey, we're not going to uh, play yeah. live. We're not going to, when when they first started opening up shows, I think it was, I don't know, was that early 2021, maybe? maybe. Or so, I, I, I don't know they when, started it, was, little, when yeah. it first started happening. None of us were really uh, comfortable or eager to just jump back into a packed venue because, you know... Yeah, there were like, so many unknowns under, about yeah, well, COVID exactly. at that point it, too. Like, understandably yeah. Even a year so. in, yeah. we were still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and Andrew has two kids now, and there is yeah, there is a lot of complications with scheduling and health uh, and all that. So uh, we just took that time to write, write, write. Freaking writes, man. No, yeah. well, good, good on you. So what's a turnaround on these songs? Like when can like. If I'm not going to a Deaf Idol show, when the hell can I listen to this new stuff? Uh, right now we got we got the drums done, we got the bass mostly done, yeah. but that's kind of where it's sitting yeah. right now. So we've got to get a whole lot of guitars. Yeah, and vocals. Right now and vocals. Realistically, next year, I don't want to say anything that's not true because yeah. December is a write-off. Nothing happens in December for yeah. any, anything like that. Uh, We've got a good amount of shows. Uh, we've got two more confirmed shows and possibly a couple more coming down the pipeline before uh, the year's end. So I think that's kind of where our focus will be. Um, right. Can you, yeah. would you, would you enlighten us and maybe the, the people listening of where and when these shows might be? Or are they yes. not announced yet? On Can we get 8th. an exclusive? <laughs> On the 8th of October, we're going to be hanging out at uh, Cloud Nine on Broad Street. Uh, with Jackson Jokers and Coherency. And Coherency. Jackson Jokers, Coherency, and then the Deaf Idols to yeah. finish off. Uh, night. Yeah, that'll be a, a nice one. And then there, I don't know if the, I think we have a show at the Exchange we sometime do. in November. Is that confirmed? That is confirmed. November 19th, we're going to be. Oh, that's right. I forgot about on, the show. Uh, oh, yeah. Stage, uh, <laughs> I'm actually that's really stage. excited about that show. I was thinking about it. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. There's, uh, Magnetic is on that show. Yeah, and a band from Edmonton that I don't remember the name of right now. Nice. But they're, um, we're sure we're sure they're great. We're sure, they're, yeah, they're yeah. probably gonna. Well, if they're playing with Death Fire, is it gonna be? Yeah. Is it Sparrow Blue? Yeah. Nope. No, I don't think so. Sound familiar? Okay. Shout <laughs> out to Sparrow Blue though. I like that band name. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually also, we just saw them. We saw them last weekend. Last well, two no, weeks the weekend ago, before. But, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, awesome. we we saw them with who the fuck else was? Oh, the Radiance. Um, Release party for 9 a.m. So like with the, uh, oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. night you guys were playing at the exchange was with the night the, that right, yeah. Saul the singer and uh, so Saul the singer, Sparrow Blue and the Radiant. Yeah, that was a good show. Awesome. That was a cool. fucking cool. fun night, dude. That yeah, was no a doubt. late night, but it was fun. Hell yeah, um, with fire alarms and all. Yeah, they they fucking <laughs> yeah. Somebody pulled the fire alarm there, so like Sick. I think it was the third okay. or That's fourth awesome. song in. And all of a sudden, the fucking lights were just flashing, and there was like an alarm going, and everyone, the show stopped, not, and everyone's kind of everybody's looking, around, looking at each other, like, "What like, the fuck's going on?" That's fucking cool. Like, that's like everybody did that in elementary or high school, and it's funny. Oh, fire drill! I have to do math class, but yeah. like at but, a show, come on! I, I had a show interrupted because of fire one time. Uh, like an actual fire? fire? Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> the the opening band at this show. It was this like little basement venue, and the opening band at this show. These bunch of fucking sixteen-year-olds, and they all decided to attach sparklers to the ends of their guitar headstocks oh. <laughs> and lit them all off. And all the smoke in the air caused the fire alarm to go off, which then everybody had to evacuate and wait for the fire truck to get there so that they could oh. confirm there was no fire, so that the show could continue. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, then, and then the, the a few uh, a couple months earlier, Seven Mile Sun was playing at the Cap, and Kevin's guitar amp actually gave off smoke. Right. And we nice. were all like, ah, just just put it off. We'll keep playing. Keep but it kept it kept yeah. working yeah. though, didn't it? it like kept, it, it, kept, it working. kept working. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, it just like farted out a tuft of smoke <laughs> yeah. there for some fucking. You know reason. what? That's that's so funny. You guys say that. I I completely forgot about this until now. This was probably four years ago. I was playing. Are you guys are familiar with the exchange in Regina? Oh, yeah. dude. Well, yes. And I was gonna. Sorry, I I'm. I want you to tell this story, but I was gonna ask. Go ahead. I, I'm gonna come back to the exchange. So go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so there, there's a second room at the exchange. It's a small side. It's called the club. Um, if you go to a giant show at the exchange, they use the club as like the merch space. Uh, you can play very, very small. I don't think they even let a hundred people in there. I think it's a hundred cap. Yeah. A hundred cap. It's, it's, re it's really nice. Uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, very intimate. So I was playing a show there with uh, my metal band and this guy, I overheard this touring band, uh, in kind of looking at the gear and he was pointing at our guitar players half stacks they have these big orange amps and axe effects and everything and uh <laughs> the guy was like look at these losers i think they got these big things they got to haul around and my little combo 110 watt amp sounds the same like this is this is i'm gonna shred and no word of a lie that dickhead's amp burst into flames and he had to <laughs> he grabbed it and ran it out the back of the venue and he had Shuffled to borrow somebody else's giant cabinet and just That's had to absolutely hilarious. eat it i had no word of a lie i swear to god i forgot it wow it's like it's almost like deja vu Crazy. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What I was were you going to say about the exchange? <clears throat> I was just gonna. So I haven't been to that many venues in Regina. Definitely the exchange quite a few times. There's another one beside. It's like across the street from Four Points Hotel, sort of kitty corner to it. What the fuck is that one called? Uh, it's like it's like a yes revival. I've been to that yeah. one. Yeah, that that one is uh, that one originally was called McNally's, and then it was briefly Dirty Nelly's, and then Revival came around and completely gave the whole place a facelift and turned it uh, right. entirely uh, music. Nice. That's you talking about Gabos? Yep. Are you Pardon? talking about Gabos? No, no, definitely the Band's revival. Okay, oh, it was the revival. Okay. Um, no, those were the the two that I've been to. I think the only two there. And I was gonna ask you, like, out of all the venues in Regina that you've been able to play at, which ones would are like? What's your top two? That you would say, because there's a lot. There's a like, how many are even in Regina? Yeah, I, I was gonna <laughs> say Andrew and I are, are with doing yeah, our musical theater stuff with Sterling Productions. Uh, we play at Connexus Art Center, which is, I think it's probably what is it, 2,200 seats, I think. Oh hell yeah, um, dude! There's a main, there's a main floor and three balconies, and it's it's built for music, right? Like there's yeah. an orchestra pit that we actually play in. Yeah. And honestly, my, we, we play in the Rocky Horror Picture Show every year. And nice. we'll play there for three or four nights. And it's great. It won't fill up, but it'll still be absolutely rowdy. But the best part of all of it is sound check my drums when no one else is in the theater. That, that <laughs> is your sure favorite? My, that's my favorite, but that's also unrealistic for what the deaf idols are. Well, we no, the, we, we played there. We played there. Never mind. I was just saying, what the hell are you talking about? Are you talking about? <laughs> we did I, I can't. There. I got really thick headphones on. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. We, we played there for an elementary school event. 
That's right. Yeah. We played for a bunch of twelve-year-olds, the deaf idols. It was. It was. I don't. It's called We Day, and we were there for the whole day, and I still don't know what it is about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were supposed but it's to a, play. It's an annual event. It's an it's annual like, event. Yeah, like it's about, a big deal. So we got booked to play like a couple songs at a time to these like tweens that were coming out. It was like it was like seven, eight, or grade seven, eight, and then all the way to grade twelve, and it was yeah. just kind of. Uh, there was two different batches of kids. We did a set at like eight forty-five in the morning, uh, just absolutely tearing it apart. And then we did like another cold one. gin by Kiss. Yeah, we played Cold Gin by Kiss. Uh, yeah, which is exactly what like grade seven eights. They they that's that's their demographic. That's their target. It's exactly audience, that's right? So, right. That's yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. Yes. So yeah. how long ago would this have been? Uh, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I remember us going for a beer run as soon as the liquor store opened. It was for our green room, which was also a weird thing we shouldn't have been doing around kids. But like, I actually remember. I'm pretty sure that was October 28th, either 2017 or 18, because a good memory. Because the Black Dahlia yeah. murder played at the Exchange that night. And oh that was yeah, a really good that's day. Right. I, yeah, yeah, that was a that really was a great day. day. Um, but yeah, so we. That, that was yeah, that was so weird. We actually got there. footage. You ran around with a GoPro on the stage, <laughs> and you're like, "Come on, it's We Day, get up!" And all these kids are like half awake. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my god, do you still yeah, have that awesome. footage? Do you still I, have somewhere? That yeah, somewhere. I've got it. Uh, I've got it in deep in a hard drive out at my parents' place somewhere. But I could definitely find it. You gotta find oh, it. Oh shit, it's, man! You gotta please send it to us. And if if <laughs> yeah, we yeah, get it, if we get it in time, we'll put it in right here. Yeah, for I'll I'll yeah, yeah. Please do. We've got all sorts because we were given a green room and like a four-hour window before we had to play again. And we're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? Let's go to the pub, right?" (laughs) And so, get let's get a case for the green room and be a a typical rock band. So, and then we went. Oh, you remember we we went out to go play our we're like an opening set and the closing set, and then we were all jacked up. We had a couple beers, and then we ran out there. Nobody's fucking there. empty. Yeah, it was gone. There was. I have awesome. go, I have footage of that of me running out, and then it was just like, oh, uh, dude, uh, footage ends. Empty. Oh hell yeah, the red seats. Yeah, yes. not wait for us at all, man. There's no, like thirty we kids like in the back of the room and leave. Yeah, leaving as we and we're just like, oh, I guess we're not. Oh, okay. No. We were Meanwhile, we've been drinking, ready to go, and n- nowhere to go. That's what it That's was. That's fucking we were, hilarious, we were the dude. We're like oh, yeah. an entertainment for when they walk into the place and sit down, and then when they're leaving, we play again. So yeah. we did the morning one from like eight till eleven or whatever, and then we had we slayed that second set. We slayed, <laughs> well, we slayed the third set, the opening set. Yeah, for the, the third set was good too. Yeah, was super yeah. super sweet. Not so that so yeah that <laughs> the third set's the one with the empty crowd. That's the one you slayed. The fourth set, the fourth the, set. Yeah, we went the fourth out one. They were the gone. Set, Fuck yeah. You guys and, did. And when we played for the older kids in the third set, they were, you could tell they were like, we were awesome. They didn't give a shit. No. no. They right. gave us zero fucks. Right. Please tell me that the set you played with no crowd, you legitimately played the whole set. Please tell <laughs> me. We, 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 turned, we looked at the, like, the stage director and we just were like, wow, should we play? And they're like, what are you fucking? You missed your cue. <laughs> no, like, fuck you. Yeah, we want to apart. It would have been great to play that place yeah. empty. Cause that place empty? Oh, man. Unreal. Our sound check was amazing. Well, I got footage of me running around there while you guys were playing cold gym. We got a lot of footage no, from that. Yeah, yeah that was good. Sorry for the interruption, you guys. I just wanted to tell you guys 
about Muse Canada. Uh, they're a new arts and entertainment media connection and support network. Skip the algorithms of social media and connect with other entertainment professionals across Canada. Sign up today for $5 a month or use the promo code FUNKYMOOSE2021 for 10% off. That is F-U-N-K-Y-M-O-O-S-E-2021 for 10% off. Back to the show. I think the real answer uh, in terms of what our favorite venue is, is probably the exchange because uh, especially yeah. since, uh, during the pandemic, they did a huge renovation, excuse me, uh, where they added new, <laughs> they just replaced all the PA, yeah, there's lots of new lights, the stage is right. a little bit bigger, wider. Yeah. Uh, it's it, a lot nicer now. It, they host such a variety of shows. They do, hey. See, I see fucking like yeah. that place, man. I've been there, I think in the last... Oh shit, man! I've been there a lot lately. They have the whale and the wolf show. The, I was, yeah, the whale and the wolf. Well, I was yeah, the there for. Um, for anything, right? I was just funerals, there like yeah. two weeks ago. Funerals. Yeah, yeah. They a, they, they yeah. sometimes hold wakes at at the exchange just because it's like if you're a music lover, that's kind of where you want to go for if your you like, if you die. Like I if I if I die, they're gonna put a casket on my casket on that stage or my urn. We'll see what I decide. And then I want I want rock bands to just be like yeah exactly I want rock bands to just like play me out basically I want one last show with your coffin with my coffin in the middle of the stage like Dracula they're doing stage dives off your coffin that'd be amazing (laughs) push me out there I want to I want to ride one more time oh my god you can't you can't really do that with an urn so you you have to be. Dump me out, man. That's how I want to go. That's where I want my you ashes. Put your ashes head. inside Just, of an yeah. inflatable beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that poor bastard with the spiky fucking. <laughs> Hell no, yes. The exchange, the exchange is great. My uh, my other band, the metal band, are called Calabra. I'm not going to pop them. We kind of suck. Um, <laughs> we have a jam space. It's at the, the worst the ex- sell ever. <laughs> well, no, we're here to talk about the idols. Fuck, I know. Fuck those guys. Um, we have a we have a jam space at the exchange alongside probably seven or eight other bands. The it's a, it used to be a bank, so it's a very interesting shaped building. Yeah. So there's lots of like different rooms, and they built these little rooms in the basement. So there's lots of jamming happening, and we've been there rehearsing, playing the loud ass death metal, and they'll come and knock on our door and be like, "You guys got to shut up. There's a funeral happening." <laughs> oh yes! Like, oh Christ! Or will or there'll be like there's a, like anything and everything. If somebody needs uh, an event space to put a DJ on, and you want a bar, like that's that's a good place to go. It's it's right along the train tracks too, so it's very unique. It's a big brick building and in the like warehouse district in Regina. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a certain kind of charm mm-hmm. for sure. Is your computer dying? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna plug it in behind the behind the TV there, Angus. Well, this is a good place for us to drop in. Uh, you got some that ad funk- Yeah, how about an ad right yeah, here? We'll while, ad. while they do that, the Sit Down Podcast is brought to you by Funky Moose Records. Funky Moose Records is an online record store. We sell new and used vinyl records, uh, storage solutions like inner and outer sleeves, and cleaning supplies from, uh, for example, Groove Washer. We also sell turntables from Audio-Technica and speakers by Canto. And if you're in the market for a record, (laughs) how about this one? The Northern Royals EP. It is on gold splatter vinyl and it's available 
at funkymoosrecords.ca. Um, but yeah, we're thinking about. I I don't know. We're I think we're we gonna come back to it in like January. We were talking about Moose Fest. Yeah, I, I know, but like during the, the break. Yeah, that's that's right. For those during of you break. watching or listening out there, we were discussing Moose Fest 2023, and um, I think we're kind of like just sitting on it for right now. We have been talking to some bands out there who we'd be interested in having them come and play but realistically it's like we're kind of taking a couple months off there and we'll come back to it in january and then really start like lining oh fuck yeah dude like i swear to christ i spent that whole 2022 like i wore that shit on my sleeve 100 (laughs) percent, and i still do i still got that shit in the back like that's that's my baby you know that's our baby fucking name dude um, I'm very amped up on it and it's like right now I just want to focus on hitting up like watching shows like you guys out there and getting to know more of you guys out there so that I can like plan accordingly you know that Absolutely. kind of thing <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah we're we're very eager to play um, yeah. especially this past summer when we were all we were jamming but not gigging and we were seeing uh, like Moose Fest and other other things like I don't even know if we'd fit the bill, but like Nest Creek and what's the other a gateway? Is that a fast gateway? Oh yeah. There's all these things that we were seeing and then we're just yeah. like, how come we don't know about these? Like we, we stuck, man. Dude, there's um <laughs> a couple other ones would be there's like Trilapa Music Festival. Yep. And Dog Patch. Dog Patch is more oh, yeah, um, yeah, there yeah. Dog Patch was kind of more of a shit, man, I don't even know how to describe it. Indie. Well, it's, it's definitely indie. Like there was, there was a variety, but um, Dog Patch was good. There's Inspired Fest, which is out of Edmonton or Calgary. Cal- Calgary, yep. That one's in Calgary, and then there's a few in Manitoba. Like fuck yeah, man! Yep. Festivals are the shit, dude. In the summer, they are the shit. This the, the death idols are just we're we're absolutely begging. Like we played. I think to be completely honest, I don't like. All of our bands have played all over the place, but I don't think yeah. the Deaf Idols has broken the city limits yet. No. We've right. always just played exchange shows and The Cure and the, the Connections Arts Center and all these <laughs> ra- random other things. Um, uh, so we're, we're, there's a part of us that really needs to break the gates and like really get out there and kind of crush these festivals. I've done a ton of festivals uh, with Calebra, and I, was, I actually did a couple country festivals this summer, which was very interesting. Um, uh, so I, I haven't actually been to a rock fest with a band, so I, I'm really we interested to see what that's like. So how interesting is a country I, festival? Yeah, that kind of, yeah, I haven't got a you question to similar that, to that so too. Like, what, more. what's the, uh, here, here, I'll make it easier on you a little bit on what would you say is, is a difference between a country music festival and a rock festival in your opinion? The crowd. It is the crowd. Yeah. It's the crowd, yeah. It's I don't know. There's a diff, uh, there's a different clientele of people that are going to. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to ask you guys what the hell is that? Dauphin Dauphin Country Fest in Cra- uh, in Manitoba. It's kind of oh, like yeah. Craven, but it's gigantic in this amphitheater. Right. Um, I think Carissa Hofford was. Oh, yeah, I was, was thinking there. that too. That's who I put. That's who I play with. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, I played Chris Hoffer, and I, I did her. a gig with her uh, fiance Justin Labrash. I played with him one time this summer. Oh, yeah. um, they're great. They're absolute. They're salt of the earth. They're they're so much fun to play with and work for. Um, but yeah, it was just I, I was used to the I don't know the a lot of black 
tatted, pierced people in the crowds and, the you know, a little pit and the headbanging and all that. And the, the country thing was a lot of uh, cowboy hats and denim and uh, <laughs> beers. I, I don't know, a lot of woo instead of rah, you know. <laughs> so it, it was just, it was very alien to me because I've never been one to listen to country. But when somebody, you know, a gig's a gig. Yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I, I felt like I had a lot of eyes on me because I'm just, I was probably wearing the exact same clothes <laughs> when I was there. And it was, you're the one that doesn't belong. I was <laughs> exactly, I was the one that doesn't belong. Once our set was finished, I was like, okay, so what time are we going? When are we hitting the road? I gotta, I gotta go home. I gotta work in seven hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was, but it's great. You know what? Uh, at the end of the day, all, all festivals are very similar. It's, people that are coming into one place for the same reason that you are to enjoy it and to, you know, just embrace live music. And there's, when you're in a, when you're in a giant crowd, whether it's 400 people or 40,000 people and they're all singing the same song that you're singing. It's, yes. Uh, there's there's nothing like it. Agreed. Like there it. truly isn't. And that's like, that's what we love about it so yep. much. It, give, it, it Even just thinking about it gives me goosebumps, you know? Uh, we lo- we love it so much that we just organize a music festival just for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like it yeah. could be just like fucking just Mark and myself in yeah. the crowd, and we'll, well just be fucking loving <laughs> it, dude. We don't give a shit. That's actually how we how we approached it. Like last year, it was like or this year, I guess it was like. Well, if nobody shows up, at least we have a cool show in our backyard. My dude, we could—I can see the stage <laughs> yeah, from my kitchen yeah. window. Fuck, <laughs> it was like yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I almost like. I almost that's... burnt my house down oh, this year. Yeah. Shit. Like, literally. How the fuck did you do I'll that? tell you the story. Yeah. So, we ended up getting some. Uh, <clears throat> we got some pizzas from Venice House brought out to us just to have, like, extra food there kind of thing. Like, we had some food trucks and there was, like, a chef there, you know, had some stuff in the kitchen. But, anyways, got 10 pizzas from Venice House. And at the kitchen at, at the sports ground, I could only put in. I think three, three or four pizzas, three into the oven to like keep them warm for yeah. for like uh, slices of pie and stuff. So the other seven, I don't live very far, so I went to my house. I put the other seven in my oven, and I had the oven on very Put-up low to just keep them warm throughout the day. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And dude, it was it was totally fine, and I'm sure it was like maybe five, maybe six hours later, um, I happened to. What the fuck? Oh yeah, smell I needed smoke. to you smell some smoke. Wasn't it? That's that's kind of the end of the story. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I, I was needed, I, I went to, to go get a couple more there. pizzas. So I grabbed a couple. It was a few hours after they had been in there. Get back to the party, brought the pizzas there, and then um, Michaela from the Radiant was like, "Oh, do you got that bottle of Jameson for us?" I was like, "Oh fuck, it's at the house. I'll go back and I'll go get it." So I went back to the house. This is like immediately after I had just grabbed two pizzas out of the oven after hours of it being in there. And I walk in the house and I could smell fucking smoke. Like it must have been like two, three minutes later, maybe five. Anyway, so I went straight to the <laughs> oven. Maybe 15, maybe, yeah. maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> maybe it was an hour and a half after. I don't know. Five minutes, three hours. Was it, was, it, it was like however long it took me to get the two pies to the sports ground and then back to the house again. I could smell smoke. So That's I opened less than up five minutes. Yeah, I opened up the oven and it was just like whoosh, like fucking flames and smoke. I was like, Jesus Christ! Holy so I fuck! Grabbed, I grabbed him with my hand, kind of threw him in the sink because like the the bottom of the the bottom box was like on fire. 
but uh, I just smoked out my whole house, dude. Oh, it was yeah. just it fucking stunk for the rest of the night. I like so I how the story up... started with it was it's it was totally fine, and this is where we're at. <laughs> It was it, it, was it totally ended fine. up being fine. I like opened up all the windows, you know, turned the fan on, yeah. like what yeah. else can you do, right? And then I went back to the party and like by I don't know, two, three days after it didn't smell anymore. So it was <laughs> all right. and you nobody got there. nobody I know, it was just the timing of it was impeccable. Yeah. So I have to like the, all the thanks goes to Michaela because if she hadn't asked for that bottle of Jameson <laughs> at that time, like who the fuck knows what would have yeah. happened? Like, so real. He, and then and then you get She's back the true to the hero of story. Shout out, she to is exactly. she is the radiant. Shout out to the radiant. Yeah. yeah. So Joel comes back to the sports grounds and he has his big grin on his face and look, he looks me in the eye and says, "I almost burned my house down." Yeah. I was like, "What?" So he tells his story and like Yeah, it was oh, like oh, for the rest for the rest of the smiling. night I just kept like, you know, looking over at the house there just to make sure you <laughs> no, know, no doubt. fucking nothing's burning down. But yeah, dude, oh, it was awesome. God. Excitement. It's a great way to start a story. It's a good story, man. Saying, like honestly, yeah. it can almost be an album cover. Peaches Before I start telling this, everybody's cover. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone survived. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, no except doubt. for the pizzas. So I got, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll sidestep a little bit. I got to, I was listening to your last EP that came out a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I want to get back to those two EPs. How come, like you, you touched on it a little bit where, you know, you're in a studio and you want to experiment on things, but how come that those two EPs sound so different? Um, There was a conscious decision and a conscious choice. Yeah, I, I it, like those are the first songs we wrote as a band and i we had to, we we decided to do two eps instead of one album just to kind of, you know if they're easier to listen to and we uh we could kind of group the songs together better so i think uh yeah i think it was just the song styles almost yeah it was i think it was very much the the first one when we did blasphemy we were going after the more like what we love. This is this is more of the core sound of what we are eventually trying to do. Uh, stuff that is like easily more easily accessible. Yeah, uh, could be a radio song. Is gonna be a song that shows up every single time in the set. Yeah, and then when we did the second one, we right. did sacrilege. It wound up being kind of I don't want to say like the leftovers, but like. Yeah, it's, it's the was... ones that are a little bit more difficult to get the first time, I think. So we didn't want to lead off with those. We wanted to kind of hide a little bit further along the road so that people who were already interested in us, who had already heard the first one, would come and see a little bit of a different side of us. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it kind of just dawned on me. Coincidentally, the very last song on Sacrilege, which is this, the, la the latest release, um, that was the first song we ever wrote as a band. Yeah. Interesting. And I think oh. it's, I think at this point it's probably become one of our least favorites to play <laughs> at all. I think I, I still love, there's still great parts to it, but I think we have so much better material that we don't, it's a better recording than it is a live song. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and, uh. and, and it's not that we don't like to, to sort of touch on what Andrew was saying. It, it's not the, like the second EP is stuff that we don't play. Like no. we played Leaving Arizona, we played that 
over and over again. That was in our set from the moment we wrote it. Yeah, and um, we still love all yeah. of the songs. And Hourglass, we played at least a couple times. Not often, but like yeah. there. We've done a few. Uh, and Revolution, we played like for the first year that we were doing this. That was the first. Um, yeah. That was a lot. And so, like, the only one that we haven't ever played on there was um, Meconium. Um, right. Which is it, it extremely heavy for us. Um, but, uh, like, it, we were actually kind of talking about maybe bringing it out at this November show at the Exchange. It's it's super metal. Like, yeah. it's, we're not a... We, uh, every one of us loves a certain kind of metal or another. Um, and that one kind of... I think that song was based around Chang's riff. He wrote, yeah, he, Mike wrote Mike that. Chang plays the bass, but he wrote the the main kind of heavy riff on that on guitar, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. then I you know, I played with I play a lot of metal stuff, so it that came out naturally for me. But it's definitely not our natural sound. Yeah, and right. I think that's that's definitely what that second EP is. It's just songs that are not our core sound but like an interesting experiment that we wanted to do in the studio. Yeah, and then Hourglass is kind of an, a ballad song, so we, yeah. uh, Sean and I were like, let's use gigantic drums for this. Like, let's let's take the opportunity, because right. uh, we were lucky enough to not, not be paying by the hour with him. We were just there as friends to uh, test, you know, test things out. So we are like, let's use only, let's mount a floor tom as a rack tom and get this giant, you know, Vinnie Paul or Lars Ulrich sort of slappy sound that from the you know eighties and nineties and hell I you know that's go ahead no I was gonna say I totally picked up on that man so yeah. <clears throat> my first like let's call it my introduction to you guys was I listened to your second EP like in full I just I put oh, it on wow. I sat I sat down and I just listened to it and and here's what was and this was just like a few hours ago right and and my my thoughts on it was dude the the first song so leaving arizona honestly yeah. i if, if i was to compare it to anything i de- it was like if um the hour hand and exo murda fucked and had a baby <laughs> leaving arizona awesome. is is what came out of it <laughs> And so then, there's awesome. a tour bill right there. The three yeah. of us got to play a bunch and of shows. Yeah. I got to look yeah. at the song titles here again, guys. I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. What's it's all good, next... man. No. So then the next Maconium, track, right? it is, Maconium. yes, Meconium. Do you know what Meconium means? I don't. I don't. Let's go there. What okay, is so that the, mean? The, 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 <laughs> we always have stupid-ass working titles for our songs so we can remember them before there's lyrics or something. And, you know, we just... And some of them actually stick and become the real names, which is, this is one of them, Swing Song, yeah. Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy, <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, Meconium was originally called Crap because it was just kind of a crap song. The way, you know, it was just sloppy, heavy metal tune. And it wasn't particularly, like, uh, like we didn't have anything really done with it. We, we didn't, didn't have lyrics until we were in the studio. Yeah, we wrote the lyrics in studio for that. Yeah, yeah. so we didn't really have anything for it. It was just, it's the crap that we got to work with. So I don't know who, I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Mike Chang, because uh, uh, his parents and his everybody in his family are, are doctors in the medical field, and one of them told us that meconium is like the medical term for baby shit. It's the first baby. <laughs> the first, it's, the, it's specifically the, the first original shit. Baby. Yes, the OG shit. The first shit that they take. The first is like shit. Yeah. Black and tar. Yep. Yes. And just yes. Awful. Yes. That's, so that's what that song is named after. Because <laughs> that's kind of how we felt about the tune. Because we felt it was so alien to our sound. Even though we can all, we can play it and get by with it, 
but we don't want that to be the entire band because you you know people won't really like it and everything will sound the same but dude i fucking was, loved it man i loved it it's I a great this I love great song it but is, it's, it's great to include something like that with like the weirdness that is the rest of sacrilege because it firstly comes out of nowhere yeah like Every song on Leaving Arizona sounds nothing like it, and yeah. then right afterward, Hourglass sounds nothing like. Exactly, that's that's where I was going with this. It was like each song that I listened to, I was getting like a different feel for it, right? Mm-hmm. So Meconium made me think of I want to I might mix that up with Hourglass now that I'm saying this, but it definitely made me think of like early Metallica, like the first two Metall- Metallica albums. Like, that that was the vibe I got off of it. Like, it fucking slapped, dude. I loved it so much. And then going into the Hourglass, it really reminded me, and I think it was, like, the melody of it. It reminded me of a song off of a Foo Fighters album, off of, um, what's that one that I, I liked the documentary of? Sonic Highways? Sonic Highways. There's a song on Sonic Highways, and there's, like, kind of a similar melody to it. So, like, I was thinking, like, our hand exo murder then it went into like early metallica then it was going into foo fighters and i was just like holy fuck these guys are stellar man it was like <laughs> i had a good it was like such a good trip man i love the praise, ep man. thank you very much and that dude. was that, is- that was my introduction so to that's, you guys that's cool but that's not actually what they normally yeah, i know play. right <laughs> and then i went back and i listened to what is it is it hush i think yeah from yeah. blasphemy yeah. yeah that was yes. kind of our lead hard single from that one yeah yeah, that is my so then, personal favorite idol song that we do. I love Hush. Is Hush? So yeah, that was like my introduction to you guys today. So thank you for that because it was like, dude, I had a blast, man. It was just like, it was yeah. definitely a ride for sure. It's one and of those it, songs that we, we write where, with crowd participation in mind with that, uh, I can't sing, but that... Even for the, like, the crowd at the cure, the crowd at the cure, like when, when yeah, we're doing that loud, uh, that extended outro and you're going mm-hmm. for the crowd participation. Yeah. It's one of those things that we wrote that we know you can pick up on after you hear it once. Or So how does it actually go? Are we gonna are we gonna pull this off a cappella? Ready? One, two, three, four. Unreal. Yeah. The nice. best. The best. Are you guys okay? Like, can we throw a song or two in, in this? Yeah. Do whatever you want. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, to throw in a Foo Fighters song. While we're, while we're on this, <laughs> fuck yeah, right? Fighters. Just throw in that uh, Sonic Highways album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. While we're on the topic of the Foo Fighters, uh, with the we all obviously we, we all know uh, the t- Taylor Hawkins tragic passing. So this is our first show back, and the Foo Fighters are without a doubt one of the bands that we can all collectively agree that we all love them and we're all inspired by their sound. We all love so many bands uh, mutually and stuff we all love individually and the other person will say that sucks and then you get into fights <laughs> and everything. Uh, but the Foo Fighters is one of them and we actually, uh, we were thinking about doing co- like cover band shows. As a, look at that. Remember when we went and saw oh, that? Oh shit, we went and saw that. We went and saw that in the, uh, at the Rainbow, shout out to the Rainbow Cinemas. They just closed in Regina. That was the last show we saw there. Studio 666, uh, incredible. But yeah, this was our first uh, first show back, and we wanted we we all had tickets to both Saskatchewan Foo Fighter shows. And one of them was going to be like a band trip in the, in Saskatoon. The other one was kind of with our families in Regina. 
but we were trying to plan. We all, I, how many songs did we learn? Well, learn, we all know We them, have like a list of 20. Probably songs. at least 20 Foo Fighter songs. Yeah. We were tr- we were going to try and do some gigs as the Foo Fighters uh, for like yeah. after parties and all that kind of stuff. F-A-U-X. Yeah, so it, obviously right. it never never came to fruition. Oh, so this is our first show back, and we figured oh, oh, oh. we have to do uh, we have to honor Taylor Hawkins. So we yeah. uh, we we ended the show with a, a nice cover of Everlong, which was great. And uh, oh, nice. actually, I didn't even realize until uh, Mike pointed it out the next day. But the the Friday that we played at the Cure was the night we were all supposed to be. In Saskatoon, seeing the Foo Fighters as a band together. So, oh uh, fuck, man! Yeah, it was very. It was a very strange coincidence, and it kind of gives you goosebumps thinking about it. But it definitely, was a, it was it was a nice thing, especially me being a drummer. I've I've loved Taylor Hawkins my whole life, so getting to play one of his a rather difficult song on the drums uh, for people and everybody everybody responded in a little bit of a different way when we said. This is for Taylor, and if it, if it wasn't for him, none of us would actually, for, you know, I don't think we'd be up here in the same fashion that we are. We wouldn't be quite the same. We probably Not wouldn't be chance. playing together. Not, I, who knows? I, Absolutely. Like so the one I, thing we all agree on is that the Foo Fighters are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like and everything they, else, we yeah. can't fucking stand each other. But the <laughs> band I spoke about earlier, Majetic, they uh, our very first show ever in high school was just cover songs, and, the, and one of the songs that we did. First song ever together was my hero. Oh yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. there's a there's a there's a huge there's a massive love for the Foo Fighters in this band. Yeah. What uh, was uh, yeah. What was the first Foo Fighters album that you had? Oh, I I'm a bit younger than these two, so I I I didn't grow up so much with buying CDs, but learning how to manipulate things like Fair Share and LimeWire even before oh, Torrent. Yeah. Was a thing. Make sure you download this podcast on LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. In LimeWire, I gotta get a LimeWire like tattoo, man, because that (laughs) that should change my life. That thumbnail, that LimeWire thumbnail is a good one. That was a really nice. You get that TP at that. Yeah, right on my forehead. You get that on face, right there, right on my face, so everybody knows I'm I'm serious. Uh, I I I actually I actually do have a tattoo of an app from the '90s. Just saying. You really? Is it Internet Explorer? It's that it's that Microsoft finger, but it's going like this <laughs> yeah. instead of the fucking instead of that oh. finger like this. It's going like nice. This. No, I'm just that's kidding. I wouldn't mind the Microsoft thumbnail, <laughs> or not the thumbnail, the uh, the paper yeah, clips. That's like, do you need help? Oh yeah, <laughs> Clip- oh, Clippy, yeah. Clippy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clippy, Clippy. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, for me the first, first anyway. Food Fighter song I heard was "The Best of You." I remember as a kid, I always used to put on 104.9 yeah. The Wolf in my bedroom and fall asleep and i the, my first thought was that guy's really like kind, he's kind of screaming but he's still talking like that sounds like it hurts his throat that was my first thought of it does yeah, yeah. The, yeah well, it does, yeah, it really, does. It really hurts and he, yeah. yeah for sure but i that was the that was the one i heard it was the best of you for yeah. sure right you go for it anyway and that's the charm of saying that song. what was you yeah. what was your guys first piece? uh there's nothing left to lose yeah it's classic I think the first one that I bought, because uh, I, I I had everything off of like iTunes or LimeWire, Napster. That's how old I am. I remember fucking Napster. Napster. I'm not even that. I'm not yep. too young. I but, remember uh, that shit. But I think the first one I bought was Echoes and Silence, Patience and Grace. Um, oh yep. I think I the think Pretender that... changed everything. Oh yeah, that yeah. song changed everything. Well, that's that's where I really like. I I knew them from like. 
you know, their first three albums, I learned to fly. Everybody fucking knows learn to fly. Right. Right. Um, Everlong, you know, like it's monkey you're wrench. In the rock, into rock music. Monkey, monkey wrench. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're in the, if you're yeah. in the rock music scene, you know that everybody loves these songs. Right. Um, yep. But I think the pretender was the first one where I was like, Oh fuck, there's depth. Like there, these guys can do more than what I knew. Um, that's yeah. how I felt with rope in high school. Well, oh yeah, wasting light. Wasting light is wasting a light was just. It's uh, their best album. Well, I'll that say was. It. I, I I obviously loved the Foo Fighters before that, but when Wasting Light came out, it was just oh, God, like, yeah. this is a, uh, you know, just on a different planet. Oh yeah. Of, of everything. Uh, like six singles off that album, I think. Well, that's the thing. Like, there, there can be an album that has lots of singles, but it doesn't flow. Or there right. can be an album that flows, but it only has two singles. Right. But that album had like everything. It was like even was, the stuff that wasn't a single was fucking amazing. And there's, so, there's not yeah, a dull. It was just, it was, there. it might as well. They could have released everything off there as a single, and it would have been fucking flawless. No, I wonder what? how many so songs that's, there were too. That's actually really interesting. You say this because we were talking yeah. about this with Amanda Hagel um, last, last week, week about yeah. like. The differences and <clears throat> excuse me, how people release music today as they as opposed to what they did even like five years ago, two, three years yeah. ago, even right. Like if you take a look at at that time, artists would correct me if I'm wrong here. Difference of opinion, but like art, artists would release an album, a full album, and then then the singles. You would have your singles off of the full album release. Nowadays. Right. You have artists releasing track after track after track, and then when you got X amount of tracks out, then you release the album in full. So yeah. you've already it, heard it, like it's half like the backwards. album when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. But, right. I mean, that's that's how it was originally, right? Like the idea of the album in the first place is very much like a Beatles thing, a Zeppelin thing. That like that's what came in. Like every Elvis album was not conceived as a full album. It was just a whole bunch of songs, and once there's all the songs out, then here's the collection of songs, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. It, Sorry to interrupt. I think that's one thing that we, we collectively refuse to do. Yeah. We'll write however many songs necessary, and then, you know, there's there's shit that comes out of it that you got to get out of your system and that you might not release, or it'll be on something like Sacrilege, which apparently is a really and, good EP. And that's what I, I really... <laughs> love is is like the weird experiments that bands do when they know it's not going to be the radio single and they know that like not everybody is going to get on board with this but they're just going 100 percent in this direction anyway and it's super cool so we're i think i will we'll be in the middle in the middle for sure i guess it's a time and a place right if we mm -hmm. ever if we do a full album or we keep doing eps or whatever um yeah there's experimentation in line with the, what you're good at or what you're natural with. There's got to be a very fine mix of both. If you're heavy on one side or the other or right. in the middle, you don't want to just stick with writing a ton of radio songs done or a ton yeah. of experimental songs or one record. That can really put people in the, in the ground very, very fast. But at the same time, you're right. Like If you want to be able to like sell something right now, like it's got to be a whole thing that it's the, the super catchy song that you're putting forward but then also like pairing it with the video that is yeah like super super visionary and specific right. in what you're doing and yep. like the whole artwork of the band and the whole vibe of the whole thing has got to like all be one idea right uh so it is very focused on like one 
song at a time and now this is your thing and now next song this is your thing yeah it's a, think, yeah they're all like individually they're different but yeah. but yeah no i get what you're saying 100 i'm not sure there's a right or wrong thing to do though like no i not really and, and both really have their thing right and artistic expression there's no yep. rules mm-hmm. exactly and if you can find something like that that like you have a very very clear vision of song and video and presentation that you want to put together and package and put out into the world then great that's a great thing yeah. to have yep yeah um, not everybody can do that and no. even but even if you don't i mean that's that's a great thing too if you yeah. just have a song and really i wouldn't encourage exactly. if to you, just if like you on the other side yeah. want to like position yourself as the opposite of that and yeah it's like, like what's the thing. goal right like what's yeah. the what's the end goal here like what are you trying to do and then go that way yeah yeah exactly yeah. if you, if what, you want to make example? money with your band then you need to follow whatever the industry tells you to do but if you just yeah. want to make music and have fun with it then do whatever the hell you want yeah but like, I, mean, I mean releasing the music is not going to make you the money in today's music industry anyway nope. like no nope. no music, if you're music in, on its own like the streams are never going to get you there no. if yeah, you're into exactly. music to make money you're an idiot <laughs> right like yeah. that's that's like it's that's harsh but that's kind of the reality of it yeah. uh back back to the songwriting and sort of album structure thing one thing i always think back to is uh when the red hot chili peppers lost john frusciante and they did uh i'm with you with josh klinghoffer on guitar i read an interview that that album was 14 songs and i i love it i love the chili peppers i thought that was a great record um they wrote just under 80 songs in that album session and they picked 14 songs so holy oh, shit that's just insane somebody fact check me in the comments <laughs> but i'm almost certain that's what it was because they just write and write and write and write um and that's, that's kind of where we're at too i think it would it would be an interesting experiment if we went into with the approach into jam with the approach of being like okay we're writing an album this is the first song this is the second song. I think we would have a really horrible time, but mm-hmm. I think something mm-hmm. something kind of cool and experimental might come, or a masterpiece. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I, I think with this most recent record, they I think the Chili Peppers wrote something like sixty songs for that, and the next well, album releasing another double. Yeah, the album. next the next double album is going to be basically like the stuff that they thought was great on the other one. They just didn't get a chance to. They had a very limited amount of space. John Frusciante released after it, so. they released Unlimited Love. He said. Uh, I think we saved the better songs for the second album. Right. So and then, like two weeks later, they're like, "Hey, surprise! We're releasing another album in six <laughs> weeks." It's like, what? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> nice. No doubt, right? We're definitely all perfectionists, and I couldn't imagine recording that many songs and, being and then like, not using them, and, or or using them and just being that confident with that many songs and be like, "Yeah, I'm using that." Yeah. You've you've tracked well, my but I, you know I know I am. yeah and, and I know as well that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not even denying yeah <laughs> no I know of uh, but I know that like there's been weak songs that I have gone through the whole process and recorded and like known the whole way along that they've been kind of weak songs and went through the whole process anyway and like perfected it and nudged yeah. over time wise on like right. and tried to make it the best it could possibly be yeah and then away. and then it comes out and like you never play it live and you just forget about it anyway right. but you, know, you have to do that, that though yeah, you yeah. have you gotta to get it out that. of your system yeah a hundred percent there's so many reasons on why you got to do that because you're also getting like the experience in doing it too and then like yeah 
how can you not finish it? Like, you've got to finish it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's crap or not or, or whatever the case may be, like, you can't just leave Whether it incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I like it. That might be the name of this episode. Maconium. Maconium. Maconium with the death idol. Yeah. Or Maconium's and beers. Yeah. First the death idols, Maconium. The death idols. What's that? First baby shit with the deaf idols. No, you know what? That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. How often do you guys get together and and jam? I, we're shooting for once a week. We sometimes don't get there. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it it's really tough with the. We all have such different jobs and uh, schedules and and just lifestyles and everything. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think twice a week is, is the best we can do, but we right. all definitely, uh, spend our own time, uh, with the material. Um, yeah, we, re- I, I record every jam with the GoPro and then upload the footage so everybody can go back and check it out and uh, review. Cause you know, when you're playing, you're not listening as much as you are after the fact and you can just, watch it every right uh, right right so yeah it's it's about like that but we have a, a band chat on on a facebook we're i think that thing's cool. usually being lit up at about 7 a.m and it doesn't stop till about midnight like it's just we on the weekends it's about 4 a.m mike and i don't stop yeah no it's the band chat is always going like we're always in contact or whether it's something 85 percent of the time it's nothing band related it's Something stupid. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're all... Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a constant effort of just trying to find the... Uh, uh, I guess equilibrium would be the fancy word for it between all five of us and our schedules and all that. But it's... Yeah, uh, well, that makes in, sense. Definitely. Inter- internally, it's, it's a continuous effort because, uh, you know, if it's writing sessions, somebody... Andrew's always amazing for coming in and being like, well, I thought of this riff. Well, you'll come, you'll come in so many times with like a, a verse and a chorus or something. And then, yeah. you know, we'll start spitballing. And then before you, you know, an hour's passed and we've like basically got a song made. Well, and that's so much of what we do though. Like when we sit down and write something, it is very collaborative and everybody gets to have their. Everybody gets to say on like every instrument. Like exactly. I want to hear how everybody feels about the beats I'm coming up with like yeah. I'll I'll send right. this I every part, I have you about it. yeah I'm like Andrew maybe you should try and like do less of that and more of this yeah. Angus don't sing there don't <laughs> sing. Angus don't sing <laughs> if you could just not sing yeah if you can just fucking great. leave that'd be great actually this is a great instrumental version <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah there's so many of those songs that like I somebody comes in with that like I've got this little piece I don't know what to do with it, and then we can all fill in the blanks because I think we know each other's vocabulary. Yeah, super super. Neurotypical well. was basically yeah. like mm-hmm. I had half a song written, and and within yeah. about I don't know, like seventeen minutes. Like I, I I think I sent it to you like at six a.m. or something like that. Yeah. you had a chorus Classic. written by I, I happened by like to wake seven. Up at like, 6.15. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we had jam at like 11 and you're like, okay, so we've got the rest of the song. Yeah. Basically. Let's, let's play this brand new song. Yeah. And like once, once uh, Mike jumped in and just like Mike had the, the key to the, the bridge sort of thing that we did and had that in like, 
I don't know, like one playthrough. Yeah. He's like, we're doing this. It's like, oh, that's fucking better than anything I could pull. And for. then you guys did that <laughs> when I was unable to come to jam. Yeah. Like a lot of times when the drummer can't make it to jam because I'm off doing something else or whatever. That's what winds up being a writing day. That's what yeah. ends up being like really good <laughs> writing days because they can really hone in with vocals and melodies and lots of intricate guitar work that I don't really need to be there for because... Right. I can't. I can't. I can't communicate guitar stuff other than trying to scat it. Yeah, it's like, dude, instead of doing that waddly waddly, you got to go up there and go back. You know, uh, it just doesn't work. So, but for that specific song, Neurotypical, which is one of our new ones, I think it'll be like the new, more ballady tune. Um, it'll be an hourglass of this section. Yeah, it'll be the sec, the like hourglass part two, but it's a, it is a, a little more upbeat. Uh, there's more parts to it, but anyway. Uh, when I got to jam and they, they played it for me and I'm kind of like, okay, uh, yeah, I got some ideas. And Mike Chang, our bass player, looked at me and he said, just do like slow Guns N' Roses, Our Lady Peace stuff. And I was like, done. I've got it. Got, I was like, is there any weird breaks? I was like, Andrew, is there anything that isn't in four that I really need to know about? And you're like, nah, just maybe the stop for the last chorus. That's it. You get that two measure solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I do. I get a stupid drum fill and I hate it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, hate, it's, I hate responsibility. Yeah, we're very, we're, we're actually pretty, uh, we're pretty fortunate as a band uh, to where, like, we will definitely all have our arguments and uh, disagreements and everything, but in most, like, 95% of the time, everything just blows. Everything yeah, flows, dude. and we we get we get good stuff out. I think that's partially because we don't see each other every day, or live together, or you, you know whatever. Yeah, we there's all... like a little bit of that separation there, yeah, right? There's a buffer zone, and when we, we all do res- get together. We're at work, and yeah, we're very good at the job. Yeah, but like we're right. at work, and we're there to be professional. And and the other thing too, like honestly, is like when there are disagreements, like Dylan said, like when we do like have issues or whatever once like we talk, check, we, we, we talk about it but like uh-huh. at the door you check your ego you check all of that and and you go in there and suddenly once we're playing any issue is like doesn't matter it's there's there's some sort of a magic barrier at the door where suddenly when we're all right. together and we're focused it's it's at, as at, easy but, it could po- as it could possibly be and that's exactly what we had to do with these people in this band, right? Because we set out to do, like, we want the best drummer and we want the best bass player and we want the best singer and we want the best guitars and we want, like, all of these That's people. That's where this band came from with like, all the other local bands we just said. Exactly. Taking a look and saying, like, that's the best drummer, I want that drummer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and say it with, like, all of these huge ego people that know that they're really good at all this shit to... Right. Not get at each other's throats, right? It would be really for sure, easy. and I think it's like a respect thing as well. Like, like you said, yeah, you check your yeah. ego at the door, and you guys just have yeah. like that mutual respect for one another's craft mm-hmm. and art, and and that's what makes you guys being able and, to and, work and, our, and our like and our careers and our approach to what the band is. You know, um, I I play in a a bunch of like my music is my main focus, right? Uh, Andrew plays in our band and you've got your other bands, but he's, he's a music teacher for the public school board. Right. And then our bass player is a public school counselor. Our guitar player is an engineer. 
Angus works for Canada Post. I also drive a school bus, so I'm actually the real life auto. Yes, you are the real life auto. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a bong under my seat. What's your I jacket definitely... smell like? <laughs> you don't want to know, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just made but me think of that it... that meme. This smells like Otto's jacket. That's gonna be my Halloween costume this year. Fuck yeah, for dude. sure. With the headphones and everything. <laughs> um, but it's it's everybody's different approach to how you know. Oh, we I play in a bunch. You know, you only do because you know jobs are more intense than others. Uh, we all respect that, and uh, we all know, like you were saying, Andrew, we all kind of wanted the best of what's around to be in this band. And regardless of playing, you have to be a good person that you yeah. can be in a room with and sit on a couch with for, you know, a couple yes. hours and, and hang out. Because uh, playing, if you go on tour, playing is one hour of your day and 23 other hours are loading, helping each other, and sleeping with the same band. Um so yeah and and back to the uh having the great players we all know that if one of us is gone it won't ever work like uh, just the camaraderie that we have i think all of us in our own eyes are irreplaceable so it's either all five of us or none of us so that's kind of a a a big thing that kind of looms over us it's like you gotta we have we have to keep this going because there's some there's some kind of magic between the five of us that i've I don't think I, I speaking for myself. I've never felt with a band before. Fuck yeah, dude! Just, and just be, and we've also been around each other for like fucking nearly ten years. Ten years, of, yeah. Ten years about, yeah. Yeah, like at this point, if I don't know, if if, if somebody's going through something, you know, and as I can't as they figure it out the before they get there, or before, like if I don't already know about it beforehand, it's like there's something really wrong going on. If that's the case, and that's not like we're. I mean, we had a rehearsal not that long ago where somebody had something come up and it was like, I just want to let everybody know this is what I'm going through. And, like, you know, you, you don't, you try not to bring it into the room, but sometimes if it is in the room beforehand, it's just like, okay, let, let me address this real quick. This is a me thing, and it's going to be... It's a serious just, relationship yeah. times five. Mm-hmm. Actually, fun fact, when we played at, at uh, Cloud... Not, or, sorry, The, the Cure. Cure. The Cure on, uh, on the 23rd, we had our set list put up, so we had ten songs, and then we were gonna do the. This is our last song, right? Right. And you know, do that whole thing. So we did that. And, oh, one more song! One more song! So <laughs> we start playing Everlong, and we absolutely murder Everlong. And then right after that, we were going into Bats versus Owls, which is the first song off of Blasphemy, and that was gonna be our ender. And uh, the sound guy was one step ahead of us and the music came on and the lights came on because he thought it was our last song. That was it. So we were actually <laughs> sitting there being like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do one. Ah, fuck uh, it. I guess we're so done. I guess we're done. <laughs> they yeah. want more and we also want you know more. The sound guy had that's, our back that's on actually, that one. That... He knew that was the appropriate end to the show mm-hmm. and he was right. Mm-hmm. And it was a good ending to the show because we didn't really do a gigantic open e chord ending you know yeah, like yeah yeah for that was about to rock with two minutes <laughs> of cannons and all that like we did ever long i did like a, a eight second little drum scat for you know for, to, right. for taylor hawkins kind of thing and then that was it no i was all i was gonna say was that i was at a show recently and i don't remember if it was billy talent or theory of a dead man it was one of those two where they it might have been billy talent and they were Shout just like yeah billy we're talent. not we're not fucking doing an encore. Oh, thank like, you. Like we're this is what we're playing. 
And, like, this is legitimately the last fucking cup two songs or whatever, however he worded I never it. Understood. And he's like, you guys can fucking scream all night. Like, we're not coming back for an encore. Like, this is it, and I'm telling you right now. So consider this your encore right now before you even ask for it kind of thing. Dude, it was fucking awesome because it was like the show was done and they were off and away we went. I, like, I hate encores because it's like... Uh, we all know he's coming. They're coming back. Yeah. Why, why are we? If the house on? lights don't come on within ten seconds, they're coming back. So just stop screening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. Just, that, that, just quiet. Just quiet, and you come back out on stage, and yeah. nobody's fucking cheering. Yeah. Oh. But oh, you know back. what? We knew you'd be if, back. If we do something like a show at the Exchange, where we're like, "This is our last song," and we play, and we walk off, and we actually go to the back room. And, if the, you know, there's 20 or 30 people screaming one more song. That's a that you, you can't not go out. Yeah. You know, especially for a local show where you're not pulling the uh, the encore trick or the, the right. whole act of it or whatever. I mean, well, it, yeah. it's sometimes but people it's like, really want it it's and it every, catches you off guard. It's, it's every show. Yeah. Every show yeah. I go show. to. There's fucking somebody. One more song, and it's like, do you, like you don't know how this goes, right? Like you know they're coming it's back. One more right? song, yeah, it's like, have... dude, they they just took the bass amp away, and the, and the cymbals are off the kit. <laughs> like the roadies are up there. They're not. Yeah, playing it's not happening. Song. The yeah. lights are on. The lights are on. <laughs> yeah. dude. Just no, yeah. you're right. It's it's like it's turned into such a fake thing at so many shows. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like people, everyone people looking. You got one fucking guy. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? I, I, you know what? One guy. <laughs> Thinking about it, uh, how we played Everlong and we had one more song and it didn't happen. Had you guys not had to tune, we, we probably just could have gone and Angus would be like, okay, this is really our last song. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, this is band discussions now. I shouldn't even be saying this on a podcast. But that's <laughs> yeah, it's good. Because then they'll <laughs> see it at the next show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, uh, ne- the next show, uh, October 8th? 9th? 8th. Eight, eight, October eighth at Cloud Nine, which is the there old... was the nine. Yes. Yeah. The the nine? What? No, no. no. Cl- cloud he nine. said nine. He said nine. Cloud nine. I don't like. Oh, so I said no. It's the eight. This. This yeah. Show okay. starts at <laughs> no. Show starts, show starts at, at ten. Yeah. It's on the eighth at Cloud Nine. Starts at ten. Bring Three bands, ten bucks. You can't you. go wrong. <laughs> Cloud Nine's a, uh, a really fun time. Covers nine bucks. <laughs> Cloud Nine is the best venue in Regina for comfortable seating. They have so many couches in the place. It's absolutely crazy. Their kitchen's all... really good, too. Yeah. I recommend... Their burger changed my life. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I gotta hear about I had this a religious experience. I had a religious experience Whether it changed my for the better or not. That's yeah, no, it, it ruined me in many ways. No, <laughs> it, it was have, fucking amazing. It must have been some Wagyu beef or something. What kind uh, of burger? What was the name of it, the burger? It's, it's just... I can't remember, but it was fucking incredible. The Cloud Nine Burger. The Cloud Nine Burger. <laughs> you know what? It might have it been might the have Cloud been. Nine Burger. But it was fucking incredible. And I, I don't know why it changed my life, but I, I'm sitting there... And I'm just looking at this thing and going, looks like a burger. I didn't realize it was going to be a revelation. That's interesting. <laughs> and so I, I bit into this thing and I tasted what I can only assume was was the the gift of God. It was the ass of an angel. Oh, yeah. It, oh, 100%. <laughs> and, and good God almighty. Uh, it might have been the best show we ever played there. 
I, I can't Hell speak yeah. to it because I, I don't want to be. A, I'm not an. I'm a very biased judge, but it's so there you go. The cure to playing a good show in your early 30s is eating a greasy ass burger. You're fucking party. right. He You're says it changed his life. Right. He seems like much the same guy that he was before right. he ate the burger. Well, I, gotta eat, I gotta eat like a chicken salad and like have four glasses of water. And like, oh, let me tell you what the chicken day. salad. <laughs> I had a religious experience though. <laughs> Welcome to the Death Idols, everybody. I can't remember what it was called, but. Yeah, welcome to the sneak peek. The Julius the, Caesar salad, I chat. Julius Caesar. Um, yeah. on, that note, on that note, I think uh, we're going to let uh, we'll let the fans go. If you guys can stick around here, uh, I want you to know we appreciate the shit out of you guys. We are yeah. Ride or Die fans for the Death Island. Thank um, you so, so much. I, I'm looking forward the hell to seeing you guys. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to take you out with another song from the Deaf Idols here. Sick. Peace out, everyone. Thank you so much. And if the only way I was confessing you I still haven't said anything And if it's all good And I'm doing it And I'm doing it And